At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you back here with us once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We've got another special edition of the HHC today, another player profile. Today, it is Kelly Uber. Ray Jr., one of the most popular additions to the Hornets roster in recent years. He has been spectacular coming off the bench. He talks to us about his role with the Hornets this season, his journey from boyhood in New Orleans through to the University of Kansas and on to his illustrious NBA career, which is still just getting started, and his hopes for the future for this season and beyond here in the Queen City. Without further ado, let's welcome Kelly Oubre to the Hornets Hivecast. Kelly, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, man. Kelly, the season so far with the Hornets, it's seen a lot of road games. Of course, that's going to turn the second half of the season. But your initial experience moving to Charlotte and putting some roots down with your family here in the Queen City. It's been beautiful. Um, Just, you know, it hasn't been a normal change. You know, usually, like, things change in your life and you kind of have us take a step back in order to take a couple steps forward. But we've just kind of been moving forward, um, you know, keeping each and every day uh, of the same importance and just trying to get settled in Charlotte while trying to get settled with this new team. So it's been going really beautifully, though. Take me through the, the process of deciding on Charlotte. It was a, a team that clearly wanted you, but you had options out there. You you were able to pick who you wanted to go to as well. So what made Charlotte right for you? Honestly, man, just looking at the you know list of teams that you know I was blessed enough to have as options, and I just saw that this was the best fit. Um, this was a fit that I can come in, I can grow, continue to evolve my game as the city and the organization evolves as well. I just love organic growth and 
you know, if I can go somewhere where I could do that along with the organization and not just, you know, have to be fending for myself, then, you know, it's always a positive. And I, I knew that that was going to be the case here. Had a lot of different roles on different teams from a 3 and D guy to a premier scoring guy, starter, bench player. What kind of discussions went into what role you wanted and what role the Hornets wanted from you? Um, honestly, you know, it wasn't anything about roles. It was just about, you know, how my game can complement each and every player on this team. Um, you know, there they weren't any conversations about starting or coming off the bench, but it was more so about, um, you know, what I can do to help this team, you know, in the long run. And I'm here to play the long game. You know, I'm here to be here for a long time. So, you know, whatever that entails of me, um, you know, I will go out there and do because I just want to win. You know, if we win, we take care of all the other, you know, extra small little things within the game. But, you know, this is something where I feel, you know, comfortable starting, you know, no matter what, you know, obviously just being myself at the end of the day, I get to do that here with these guys. The winning part that you touched on, it's elusive in the NBA. There's great players that have spectacular careers numbers wise, but struggle to do it. There's guys that are more role players that seem to find winning wherever they go. What have you learned in your career about what it takes to be a part of a winning nucleus? Um, it just takes selflessness. You know, it takes, you know, each and every guy wanting the next guy to succeed, um, you know, the more, the more so I've seen that, the more success I've seen within a whole overall organization and a team. Um, so, you know, I think that we have that formula building up here. We have a lot of guys who, uh, you know, obviously we're still getting used to each other, you know, but, you know, we're slowly but surely coming around. And once we do, you know, we'll have so many weapons and so many, you know, ways that we can go about beating teams and, you know, just doing it the way our, the way our culture is set up as well. So, you know, it's a work in progress, of course, because, you know, you always add, you know, pieces, you lose pieces, but you have to, you know, adapt, and we're doing that. That unselfish nature, it, it seems rare in the NBA. There's a lot of guys that, for good reason, you know, believe in their numbers, want to get their numbers. This team, it feels like if anyone's doubled, you almost want that. It's like, okay, that means Miles is open, Gordon's open, LaMelo's open. Is that a natural thing that you see a lot of places in the NBA, or is that something special to Charlotte? Very special. You know, it's, it's very rare that you have to worry about doubling one guy, obviously because he has the hot hand or he can catch fire, but then having to worry about three or four other guys just, you know, taking over the game within that same scheme. So it's very dangerous, you know, for other teams to have to, you know, game plan on it and scouts because we do have any guy that can go off on any given night, and it's a blessing. We knew the, the critics or the, the, the main scribes of the NBA liked the style of play in Charlotte because everyone was saying this was a league pass favorite. We weren't totally sure what the fan response would be, but in Charlotte, out of Charlotte, places are packed to see you guys play. What's that response mean to you guys on the floor as you get to see it now, especially after a year where you didn't have the opportunity to due to COVID? Yeah, um, you know, it's, 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 it's always a wonderful thing when you have people following you, you know, from a distance. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we're an exciting team, uh, young, energetic, athletic, you know, and the sky's the limit for us, you know. So, you know, just stick with us, continue to watch us, continue to root for us, and I think that we'll continue to grow in a positive way. Much more coming up with Hornet star Kelly Oubre Jr. as we roll along here on the Hornet Tivecast, brought to you by... Senta. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Kelly Oubre, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Kelly, you grew up in and around New Orleans, 
and then Katrina happens very early in your life. You're uprooted. You go through a, a lot of adversity. Tell me some of your memories of that time and some of the lessons you took away from that experience. Humility, man. You know, um, I was young, so I didn't really know much about anything serious in life, right? Um, you know, so once I faced, you know, a little, I was going through adversity in my life up until that point, of course, but I never knew how to pinpoint it as adversity or as bad days, you know. But once, you know, that time my life hit, it was a lot of bad days, you know, following that after, but. You know, it just taught me to stay resilient because, you know, as I continue, I had to wake up each and every day and, and figure it out for myself and my family. So, you know, once I got through that time, I just knew that I was resilient enough to be able to withstand anything and uh, bounce back from anything because that's what we did in those times. You know, going from living in the car to, you know, having to rent out a Motel 6, night in here, here and sleep in the car the next night and get money to rent it again. It was it was very tough, especially for me, not, not knowing what's going on, not knowing that money was even real <laughs> you know I'm kind of just living worry free but you know my dad you know he, he sacrificed in, in that time where you had to have such a, a mobile lifestyle throughout your career you've moved around a lot sometimes by choice some oftentimes not how did that experience help make you stronger and adaptable in a career where oftentimes you don't have control over where you're going to live year to year but you always have to or are expected to be the best version of yourself wherever you are yeah you know it definitely it primed me to being in the nba you know it primed me for just life itself of expecting the unexpected and you know not getting too high not getting too low um you know just always just going with the flow whatever comes with it because you know this is god's plan um so therefore you know i just got to trust that and not try to control anything that i can't control and just continue to move forward when did you have a, a full understanding of how good of a player you were going to be at this NBA level after getting into the league? Was it first couple of practices, or did it take a couple of years? It took a year because you know when I came in, uh, Randy Whitman was the coach of the Wizards. Who he was more, he was on his way out. He was more on the traditional um, coach. He didn't play rookies, new guys, things like that. So you know, I had to just observe and watch my, my first year and. Um, I was doing a lot of individual workouts, you know, I was blessed enough not to be to go to the G League, so, you know, I was just working out, staying ready. That really taught me about preparation in this league, it taught me about film, really breaking down and studying film and studying actions, and, you know, um, that was a, it was a stage in my life where I, really, I was like, I can do all the stuff that these guys are doing. Obviously, it wasn't in, at game speed, game capacity, but, you know, I, I, I really just was confident in my game as I continued continue to work my rookie year and didn't get the opportunity. It just made me more hungry to be able to go out there and prove the things that I knew I could do as in comparison to other guys who, who were doing it. And it just it made me more and more confident each and every day that I didn't get the opportunities that these guys had um, to showcase their talent. So I knew that my first year, you know, obviously I had to take a, uh, take a seat and watch. But, you know, I knew that I could do this and I knew that I was going to be here for a while. Going back to where we started this part of the conversation, New Orleans and the, the upheaval in your life and Katrina, now being a solidified player in the NBA, ability to provide for your family up and down the generations, what does that mean to you as you look back on your career and your life that you've, you've made it? Um, yeah, it's a blessing. Um, I, I don't think I've made it per se, but that's just me, just always having to have that edge to keep going and you know, never being complacent. But um, it's a blessing, man. This is, what, this is why each and every basketball player does this. You know, we love the game of basketball. I love the game of basketball, but at the end of the day, you know, my family, you know, is out there and they're rooting for me, you know, and I'm, I'm going out here and doing this for them. So, um, you know, it's definitely a blessing to be able to take care of them. But, 
the end of the day, like, I'm trying to take care of generations and generations to come. So, you know, more work to be done. More to come in just a moment with Hornets star Kelly Oubre Jr. here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Kelly Oubre Jr., our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast, also known as Tsunami Poppy. Tell me the origins of, of the alter ego, the nickname. How did that come to be? Um, man, I was way poppy before I was Tsunami Poppy. Uh, so, you know, it was kind of an evolution of the waves, the water. Um, you know, I always say, you know, be like water, obviously. But, um, you know, Bruce Lee is somebody that I hold near and dear to my heart, you know, in my, in my, my mindset. You know, the way he thought and the way he approached life was, was very, you know, simple and it was still. Um, so I just pay a lot of homage to him. But I also... And understand that, you know, in this in this day and age, man, we have a lot of leaders out here who aren't necessarily leading people to the promised land. You know, they're just staying stagnant. And I want to be one of those leaders who leads people to the promised land. Um, but, you know, you have to do that with your energy. And I feel as if I always try to exude an energy that, you know, is something that someone can gravitate towards, you know, and not scare anybody away, but also be welcoming so that, you know, if anybody thinks of me as, you know, a being that's larger than life, you know, you'll soon find out when you're around me that I'm just a normal human being just like you, you know, we're, we are the same. And, uh, you know, just I have a lot of experience and I have a lot of things that I'm blessed enough to do in my life and I would like to pay that forward. Um, but that's just me um, ca- categorizing all of that stuff into like being the father of waves. So, you know, if you ever see me and you have questions or you're down and out, you know, we can talk for sure. The persona and the player on the floor is someone that, draws people to you you're one of the more popular players signed by the hornets in recent years getting that reaction to to yourself to your game to the threes and the back and forth you have with the crowd how special is that it's very special man um you know i like to go out there and i like to perform this is our our stage you know we're going out there and playing basketball but at the end of the day music artists go out there and perform in front of crowds the same way you know on a stage and I feel as if, you know, crowd interaction is big, you know, making sure that the crowd feels you. But, you know, most importantly for me, man, is that passion and that energy that the crowd brings to the game. You know, that that fills me a bit, you know. So, you know, the way we work together is is always the most beautiful part of it. The kiss after threes. When did that start? And uh, what's the message to the fans as you blow them? It started when I went to Phoenix, actually. I got traded from um, D.C. to Phoenix. And it was so funny, though. Uh, The reason it started was because, like, I got traded – on a road trip, so the Suns were coming to the East Coast. So I met up with them out there, you know, completely just weird. Obviously, some new guy coming on the plane with us, riding the plane, having to, we having to get to know him. But when I played against D.C., um, you know, I hit a couple of threes, and I just was blowing kisses to them because, like, I was just – I was just in a place of, like, gratitude for that city, but also just, you know, wanting to win that game because I was on an opposing team now. So, you know, it just began like that. Um, Then we went to Boston after that, too, and I just kept it going because Boston crowd, it's love now. Hopefully those days between us. But, uh, yeah, they, you know, that playoff series, it was was very rigorous. So I was just blowing kisses to them because it was more petty than anything. So I hit a dagger three, and I just blew kisses to the fans. And then that's when that whole wave started of me blowing kisses. So that's my thing now. 
there's been different uh, themes, I guess, behind them. Sometimes to uh, you know show that you heard some of the negativity, but also a lot of positivity now. Yeah, more so just to show love after I hit a shot. Now um, I think that you know it's, I'm blessed enough to hit the shot, and then you know show love to the crowd so they feel a part of it as well. I think that's what it is for me. Like I used to do it and point at people, but now more so the refs told me about myself, so I now have to just point it to the sky, point to the crowd, and you know just play with them. So. You're about to turn 26. Shooting-wise, you're having one of the best years of your career in terms of efficiency. What does this year have in store for you and for this team? It's growth. Um, you know, positive growth, man. You know, I'm blessed enough to be here in my seventh year in the NBA, but just to be turned 26, I have so much more to give and uh, so much more to do in this league. And, you know, for this team, just constantly getting better, man. Just, you know, exceeding expectations, not even for anybody else but ourselves. You know, I think that once we realize that we can be a contending team in this league, you know, we'll, we will only expect that level of greatness from ourselves. You know, now we're just trying to pretty much punch those walls down on what, to see what's on the other side. And, you know, same thing with me in my life. Like, I'm trying to, you know, continuously punch and kick those walls down in front of me that, you know, of negativity, of, you know, the stigma of saying that I can't do this, I won't be this, and, you know, I know that I can and I will. And I feel like everybody on that on this team has the same mindset. You know, we know that we can and we will. We know that, you know, we are those dudes. So, Cal, I know your, your time is very valuable. We appreciate you lending so much of it to us, especially on the road. I promise, or at least I've been told, we get to play at home at some point, sometime down the line. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, man. It's been a long, rigorous first half of the season. And not even for me, man, for my wife. And I'm sure a lot of the other guys, you know, partners and families who we haven't been home to hold down the fort at all. But at the end of the day, man, we're doing this for them, like we talked about earlier. So, you know, we just got to continue to just do this, you know, make the best of it um, and continue to grow from it. Obviously, the second half of the season, the dark days don't last forever. So we'll be home. As a, as a husband and father, I echo those sentiments. And, uh, yeah, from uh, from – a broadcaster and player perspective. We're coming home soon. Looking forward to seeing Spectrum Center full. Kelly, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. Love. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Our thanks again to Kelly Oubre Jr. for joining us here for this in-depth sit-down interview. And thanks most of all to all of you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it and hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we resume game day editions of the HHC. Hornets resuming their road trip in Atlanta against Trey Young and the Hawks. We'll have our preview podcast for you tomorrow. Till then, for our producer Rob Longo and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow, right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.